let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Podcast, 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 podcast. Hey everybody, welcome. Uh, this is your old pal Gabe Martinez, joined always by Andy Diaz. And together we are a podcast called Who, Who Let You Watch That? That? Oh man, we are in the pocket. Smooth again. as silk. I love it. I love it. And you love it because you're listening. Love everybody loves it. Uh, we want to thank you so much for listening and being here tonight. We have a very wonderful episode where we are guest free uh, again. Yeah. And uh, you know, honestly, the the feedback when we have guests is is great. The feedback when we don't is great. So, yeah. um, we're gonna keep doing it, however the hell we want. So keep thank it, you. Keep it a keep it a twosome right now. Oh yeah, twosome duo. A duo. Duo. A, a twosome works, but it's it just sounds like, sensual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it. You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we are uh, we're a duo. Uh, very dynamic. And so much to discuss. Very exciting episode tonight. <laughs> We're discussing uh, an incredible movie that uh, is has some problems. It's surprising. It's surprising because I remember this movie of just being nonstop awesome. Yes, but same. Man, oh man! On a rewatch, we'll get into it. As I say every single episode, as we immediately just want to start. Talking yeah, we just want to start talking about the movie and your story. Remember and that all that scene? Sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, this week is Andy's episode. Uh, but before we get into this whole thing, we have to ask. I have to ask you, Andy. Do you have any new business? I wrote a note for my new business. None. Gabe, I'm going to throw the question back to you. For new business, do you have any? Well, Andy, my new business is a question I wanted to ask you. Uh, since we've last recorded. A major revelation was spilled out onto the internet. Uh, it was massive. <laughs> it was huge. And I don't want to say I told you so. But if you'll recall, listeners of Who Let You Watch That, I had a major beef with one Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. And my beef was that she is a piece of shit con artist. <laughs> And rips off other musicians that came before her and are also much more talented. It has since come out. It has. That uh, she did this to Taylor Swift. And she did it to Miss Haley Williams. To our girl. From Paramore. Oh, man. So, uh, Andy, any any thoughts on that? <laughs> Gabe, you are you are vindicated. You you have done it. You opened my eyes to to a world where I didn't know that songs were ripped off from other people. I, I hear this music and I just go, that sounds like a fun song, Vanilla Ice. You made up this beat all by yourself. This is amazing. I never hear the connections to songs being ripped off. And you did it, Gabe. You opened my eyes to a new world. From now on, I don't listen to anything anymore. Oh, no. That was not my... You No, my... you are right. From now on, only movies. All right, that's fine. Okay. And we still do the podcast. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are right, man. I saw I saw that. You you know what? You may have sent me a I link. I did. Yeah. I sent you the link. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> I am in the wrong here. I still think it's a catchy song, but the reason it's... I think it's a catchy song is it was because it was already a song that I loved already. <laughs> yeah. It was a song that I'm fairly certain... Uh, 
10 to 12 years ago, uh, we went with our wives separately but ran into each yeah, other yeah. to go see Paramore yes. <laughs> perform and had a hell of a time. Oh, man. I yeah. love Paramore. Me too. Man. <laughs> I really even, do. Even new Paramore right now where they're I'm, all fun and 80s I, poppy. I love it. It's so good. It's, I think they get better with every album. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that's... Uh, that's for recommendations, not right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you are vindicated. You are right, Gabe. Thank you. I am wrong, Olivia. You are a dumb bitch. <laughs> and that's all I wanted to hear, ladies and gentlemen. Now I can sleep peacefully this evening. Andy, thank you. My intention was not to embarrass you, and uh, you shouldn't feel bad because she not only pulled the wool over your eyes but so many others the world's eyes the world's eyes buddy we have a short attention span in this uh oh yeah in this tiktok age by the way follow us on tiktok who let you pod get those plugs in yeah gotta do it okay all right well now that new business is out of the way (laughs) and that's been perfectly established andy we're talking about a very important movie tonight we are dude we are talking about the greatest movie ever made Oh, you're gonna no, you're no, gonna no, plant no, that I, flag? No, I will not. Actually, <laughs> we are discussing, of course, the Ten Commandments by Charlton <laughs> Heston. Oh man, I do not like any movies that Charlton Heston is in. Oh, I disagree a hundred percent. Oh wait a minute, it's in my top ten. Uh, the Planet of the Apes. Oh, I was talking about another movie that maybe we're going to be talking about. Uh... Oh, you set up your own thing, and I just fell like a dope. I was like, wait, no, he's in good movies. He's in good movies. No, yeah. I love Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, that was a spoiler. Get, Maybe you'll know this. Get your paws off me. That was legit. Good. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I did it. Oh. I found my I found my wheelhouse. Okay. <laughs> it's Charlton Heston. Um, all right. So we can talk about people with stupid names all night, but let's instead get into this episode. Andy, you watched a great movie. We watched it. We're going to discuss it at length, but we can't do it until we know what it is. And can you please describe it? In five words or less. I don't know why. So you have a much better, like, strategy for this segment where you just do it on the spot. Oh, yeah. Me? I overthink it. I sit there and I and I freak out and I go, like, that's not right. And I'm crumpling up pieces of paper and I'm throwing them across the room and, like, this isn't right. There's something better. There's something better. <laughs> so all I got tonight is you can't leave killing behind you can't leave killing behind. That's Ooh, what I got for okay. this movie. I All went, right. I went very deliberate with what this movie is about. And I came up with, you can't leave killing behind. Because no matter what you do, killing is going to follow you. And the legacy of killing you leave, you're going to keep killing forever. That is true. And that's what the point of this movie is. That is true. Killing. Once you kill once, man, you got to keep killing. It's, it's how you make a business. Well, now we're getting into the philosophical side of this movie, which we have so we have, much time to discuss. We have no right doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Tombstone, Tombstone, you guys, and Tombstone, the 1993 classic. Yep, this movie is <laughs> this movie is wonderful. Game. This movie is incredible. It's like a fine wine that you left out because it gets better with age, but it's got some flies on the top. <laughs> I like that. Thank if you. I knew anything about wine, I would say, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> um, uh, the logline is as follows. A successful lawman's plans to retire anonymously in Tombstone, Arizona, are disrupted by the kind of outlaws 
he was famous for eliminating. Yes, indeed, my friends. We're talking about George P. Cosmatos, his fabulous film. He's the director. Uh, uh, Kevin Jarre is, uh, or Jarre, is uh, credited for directing the Charlton Heston scenes. He's also the writer, Mr. Kevin Jarre. Jarre? Jarre, who knows? And it's starring Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, and there's so many others that are amazing. (laughs) There are so many people in this movie. But I have to say, just again, Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Two of the greatest actors of all time. Absolutely. And Absolutely. In, and in this movie, in their prime, I don't know that anyone has performed uh, a role better than Val Kilmer yes. as Doc Holliday. And I'm not I'm not joking about that. No, like, it it's incredible. Sometimes you make choices as an actor and you swing for the fences and you miss. And he took a big, a big damn swing with some of this. And man. It it connected. Yeah, he it, hit every time. It, every single time. Yeah. He's batting 1,000. He is. He is. I understand that from you liking uh, sports so much. <laughs> Dude, we also got so many great people. We got... Our boy, returning back to the podcast. Yep, returning champion. Sam Elliott, dude. He is back. Always 100 years old. Always 100 years (laughs) old. Looks the same age as he did in this movie that he did in Roadhouse. Yep. Um. (laughs) And we've got another uh, return champion, Mr. Michael Bean. Oh, I was going to say John Connor's dad. Yeah, uh, John Connor's dad, because you could never remember his name. I did it again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that John Connor's dad? Uh, and this one, honestly, I think is his best role as well. Yes. It's so like, good. I mean, sure, he's great as John Connor's dad as Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. He's great in... Um, the Abyss. The uh, Ghost Ghost Baby Steal a Marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> steal a Marriage. <laughs> um, but in terms of like acting... Yeah. Yeah. Top top notch. It is fantastic. This cat as Johnny Ringo is the best out of the, all the outlaws. Johnny Ringo. He's so good. But I mean, Powers Booth. Powers Booth. The is greatest Curly Bill. name I've ever read. I went, man, who plays Curly Bill? Powers Booth. <laughs> who the? Sh- Did you? Were you not familiar with Mr. Booth? I was not. Oh. The man's name is Power. Powers. 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 Yeah. Powers Booth. A yeah. uh, uh, force. Of cinema and nature, he he is fantastic. I have a note later on that I'm going to jump in right now and say, the fact that Powers Booth never played the Joker as Curly Bill <laughs> is a travesty to to everything. To everything. To every it, I, <laughs> someone someone with editing ability, take this movie right now, do whatever magic you can, make him the Joker, and make. Curly Bill the Joker throughout this whole movie, it would fit a hundred percent because he's just laughing. It would and just shooting, and it's amazing. Yeah, it would. It actually would. It would be so good. It would be. Great. Uh, we got Mr. Bill Paxton. Uh, we've got Charlton Heston. We've got Jason Priestley got- as the whiniest little bespectacled <laughs> pussy you've ever met in your life, or you've ever seen. What ever. is his point, dude? What he, is he? He. he I. We'll get what into that. He? We'll get into that. <laughs> We'll get into that. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone is incredible in it. How about Sleeper, Mr. Uh, Stephen Lang, who <laughs> is a bad guy in every single movie that he's in, but Stephen Lang uh, being Ike Clanton, where you're like, hang on, this guy is a crazy, grisly old prospector who's just like a sniveling worm, but yeah. he's also the thin, muscular... Stephen Lang, who's the, like a bad guy and everything. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, it's oh. it's wild. And then uh, 
Yeah, I mean, th- we could literally spend yeah. an hour and a half just on the cast. Like, yeah. they're they're all fantastic because you just want to keep talking about yes, Thomas Hayden Church or not Thomas Hayden Church. Um, I mean, he's yeah. oh yeah, Thomas yeah. Hayden Church and uh, Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll stop. Those are the big hitters. Yeah. Those are those are the main ones. We'll talk about all of them very soon. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, yeah. So you know the 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 movie was made in uh, 1993 or released in 1993. Hard R Western film and uh, just yeah. I mean a huge success when it yeah. came out. A huge success. A beloved film uh, by I think everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know everyone just digs this movie and I mean you you can see why it's incredible. But there are some major plot holes, yeah. And there's some things that happen where you're like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> yeah, and it's clear you need to watch. I've seen this movie at least a dozen times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, it, but it wasn't until the rewatch for this show that I was like, "Wait, that was really dumb. Why did that happen?" But we'll we'll discuss. You like rewatch you these movies with a very critical eye because you know that's kind of what we're doing on the podcast a little bit you're you're taking you're literally taking notes while we watch them yeah yeah yeah. and it's one of those things where you can't help but like <laughs> not be like what are they what why <laughs> who yeah what's the point exactly i i do love this though it's the 103rd most popular film on imdb wow that's a big deal that's a big deal yeah there's mm. literally dozens of movies on IMDb. That'd be a fun little thing to kind of go back and look at where the rest of these movies were. Yeah. You know, just because, you know, we got nine and a half weeks, probably there, number one. Yeah, nine and a half weeks is definitely number one. <laughs> Gremlins is probably close second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With Roadhouse being a quick third, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure our our last 12 episodes have been the top 12. Yeah. There Except we for this one is 103. Yeah. You know. We missed the, we missed the mark. Yeah. <laughs> Scrap the podcast. Scrap Start it. it over. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie's fabulous. Um, you know, there's there's backstory, there's trivia, there's all kinds of things. But honestly, there's so much to discuss, and I, I feel like we need to just set fire to all that. And I want to hear your story. <laughs> this, you came to us. You came to us. You came to me with like, oh, we're gonna do this episode, and I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't traumatic. This is, a, again, another rad movie. Did yeah. You, would, would your fifth grade teacher not let you see this one? <laughs> so we were going to sit down. We were going to watch Weird Al's Greatest Hits. And I put up my hand. I'm like, what are you people doing? I think we watched Tombstone. Yeah. Instead of UHF, you guys watched Tombstone. <laughs> you guys are making the wrong choice. Weird Al. To be fair, your fifth grade teacher did own an opium den. Yeah. So she's like, this will be good for business. <laughs> And man, we got into opium after this. Nah, how could you not? <laughs> when they sell it by the bottle, apparently. Oh, but, oh. Who drinks bottles of opium? She's sitting there chugging. <laughs> She's drinking a bottle of opium. Is opium even in bottles? Can I don't you do that? No, I don't. There's so much I don't know about drugs I found out from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought I knew enough about drugs. Anyway, Andy, this movie traumatized you. Tell us, my man. Tell us the story of, <laughs> of why we're talking about this movie today. So the year is obviously going to be 1993 because um, I was born in 84. So I'm a perfect age to see this movie. Every nine-year-old should be watching R-rated, <laughs> incredibly violent movies. Yes, they should. But more than that, every nine-year-old should be watching incredibly violent R-rated movies 
with your entire family with cousins that are older than you and cousins that are younger than you. Oh, yeah. All joined together at, I'm going to say, probably every single family function that happened for an entire year. Really? I want to say that every time I went over to uncle's houses, Uh it was on or it was put on because, hey, we all love this movie. Let's all watch together as a family, a giant Mexican family. Let's put on Tombstone, a movie that begins with cowboys mowing down an entire Mexican wedding. Yes, indeed. Where all of your family like, whoa, that's awesome. I think that made them go like, we are watching this whole movie to the end because we need to see all those fuckers get it. <laughs> Every last one of them. You're we not. need to see the vengeance come Full circle. I bet some of them were thinking like, hey, that's... See, now I'm going back into Blood In, Blood Out, Blood Out, Out. yeah. That's me, carnal. Yeah. Like, I started talking about my uncles, and all of a sudden, it's coming out. No, they probably saw the scene like, hey, they just killed a bunch of our familia. Mm. That's why Wyatt Earp is coming to get revenge. He knows. He's he's carnal. Why had Herpes He's got our back. Like, he, sure, they killed his brothers, but they killed his other brothers too. If you know what I, I mean, I know it <laughs> absolutely. So, as soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as that that slick uh, you know county sheriff says that he's the head of the anti Chinese league, <laughs> and Kurt Russell gives him that side eye of like, you mother effer, you might, you're gonna get it too. <laughs> Kurt Russell is absolutely Mexican. All right, yeah. just for the record, everybody, <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell. Is honorary amazing, honorary Mexican <laughs> to my family, absolutely he is. <laughs> so, uh, this movie became one of those things where it is such a part of my childhood and such a part of growing up, not only for me but for my entire family. If anyone's listening, you know how important Tombstone is to us <laughs> as a family. That I can't pinpoint a single initial watch it's all blurred together i'm just sitting at at, you know what and the thing is so every one of my uncles were into this movie that i can't even pin it down to mrs medina let me watch this my dad let me watch this the collective diaz family said we are watching this movie together that's who let you watch it your family my family and the thing is with this movie you know, we could talk it for days just about how violent this movie is. Oh, yeah. Um, people just getting shot in the legs and shot in the head. And, like it's no big deal, like too. <laughs> no big deal. Getting hit in the mouth with the butt of a rifle and their face exploding <laughs> on a close-up. <laughs> and just uncles yelling, like, that's badass! <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not... that. That is traumatic in a certain way, but at this point... I've already seen I've already seen things like RoboCop and watched people explode into goo on oh, screen. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a man crying in pain as they laugh and blow his arm off, you know. The violence, ah, at the tender age of nine. That's just that's just background noise, baby. Yeah. That's just that's just everyday stuff. This can't hold a candle to what you've already <laughs> been exposed to. Probably to some if if we get the other cousins on there who are probably, I don't know, seven and five and Four, who are probably all in the room watching it, they're going to be talking about this movie like I was talking about RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. all the crazy uncles laughing and having a great time watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, violence is fun and exciting. I want to do this one day. Yeah. But that's not even... 
the beginning of the story. What what I, what I want to talk about is how much this movie and cowboy life <laughs> influenced and got in to my family's blood and <laughs> our togetherness where it became we had an aunt that lives in Arizona. So after seeing this movie, we would go to in the summer to go hang out for a couple weeks, you know, at my, my aunt's house. And we would go swimming and everything and have a good time and do that sort of stuff. Swim in the rain because it's monsoon season and stuff. After this movie came out, our trips to Arizona became, we're going to Tombstone, Arizona. And we're going to go on the walking tour of <laughs> Tombstone, Arizona. And That's rad. So you actually did I've that? Been to, I've been to Tombstone four or five times and what? and it is it is not one of those things where you need to go four or five times <laughs> yeah it's like it's a one and done right you go and you see here lies lester moore no you know shot in the gut by a 45 now no less no more you see that tombstone one time that's that's all you need to see and that's you, that's real yeah that's an actual that, thing. it's in the movie yeah it's there yeah, they'll, oh, yeah. they'll sell a magnet i think i had the magnet on our, our family fridge at home because awesome tombstone's badass and yeah. we need to go they have a fight at the okay corral that you can go see it's just a stunt show mm-hmm. it's probably the same stunt show you would go and see if you went to six flags and watched the batman stunt show <laughs> you know someone <laughs> flies off a water tower it's the exact same show uh-huh. it's just everyone's dressed up as cowboys okay instead, you know so of, yeah the riddler <laughs> yeah exactly so i've spent many a time in tombstone arizona walking around and oh there's the uh there's the bar and there's the casino and like going through all these places like what the heck? I'm walking around in like a corn t-shirt, you know? <laughs> Man, life is peachy. Jinkos. I'm wearing jinkos. I have spiky hair. <laughs> I have an elbow piercing or an eyebrow piercing, elbow piercing. And an elbow piercing. That's how hard I was, Gabe. That's how hard I was. I remember, Andy. So <laughs> it's one of those things where this this movie influenced just my day-to-day, not day-to-day, but you know, weekly life because as we've talked about on this podcast already. Me being from a Mexican family, I had so many cousins. So every other weekend was someone's birthday. And that meant we're going over to grandma's house, uncle's house, this or that, because we're going to sing, you know, birthday songs and get a pinata. And that means all the uncles and my dad and my mom and everybody, everyone's going to go get shit faced and start uh-huh. drinking, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So what I want to talk about specifically is is one uncle and it's one of those things where i can't even pinpoint you know who it is anymore but it'd be one of those things where the movie would be on in the background tombstone's playing johnny ringo's you know spinning his guns and everybody's having a great time and we're you know little kids we're running around we're having fun we're coloring we're doing that we're playing with the dogs and everything and you know uncles and everybody they're out there just drinking and, you know, they're drinking beer at first. Ah, and everyone's having fun. It gets a little bit louder. Everyone's drinking. Gets a little bit more fun. Oh, okay. Things are sh- things are shifting gears now. Now, you know, all of a sudden, now the whiskey's coming out. Now, Uh-oh. the uncles now, yeah. you know, they're drinking some beers and everything. But now everybody's, shoot, you know, taking some shots. Mm-hmm. And now a couple of my uncles, they're drinking like they drink in the Old West, where they're not just shooting it. They're kind of just sitting there and sipping it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just sipping whiskey, uh-huh. which is fine. Hey, I enjoy a nice whiskey beverage from time to time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you would get to a point where you knew the night had turned. 
because one of my uncles would come out of the house. And this was an uncle that had had a lot of decor. You know, he had like a John Wade <laughs> cut out in like the garage and had a big like gun safe and stuff in the garage. Mm-hmm. And he would come out and he'd be wearing some boots. And on his waist, he would be wearing his six shooters just on. He'd have guns. He'd have guns just on, <laughs> just on his person. Okay. Now, no one ever knew if the guns were loaded or not. I'm assuming because he had a gun safe and he had, you know, that sort of stuff. And he was a safe guy and stuff. I used to go shooting with, you know, all my uncles and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. these guys were very safe with it. So I'm assuming <laughs> they that, weren't these, loaded. that these were loaded. But then you would just have, you know, your uncle like, oh, hey, cousins. Once again, I think we're all staying the night because... <laughs> the drinking has gone from normal just pounding a couple beers to they are literally now in Tombstone, Arizona, wearing their guns at the bar and sipping on whiskey. This <laughs> <laughs> real life deadly cosplay. That's what with actual as, six guns. As a kid, it was never, never. I never took a second guess of this because you're around your family. Everything is safe around oh, your yeah. family. Oh, yeah. Always. You know, it wasn't until a bunch of years later where it's just like you think about it. You're like, ha, huh, that's a it's kind of weird. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of scary and everything. I don't know about that. And you know what? It's one of those things where it was the 90s. It was the 80s and 90s. We did things that were... <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, truly, it was. I mean, it was the era where you just did dangerous shit. It, it was is, fine. Yeah, and I bet, you know, some of the younger listeners, you 18-year-olds, I see you on I see you on Anchor. You're, you're listening to this like, yeah, they still do that. We just don't know now. We're old, you know? Yeah, We yeah. just think everybody's helicopter parenting now, but right. who knows? Maybe they are still just sitting in the backyard just drinking and then putting on their guns. And <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that is the tale as old as time that everyone's doing that, but it's you see, at least well, I've seen less of that because there's social media, so you'd have so many people publicly shaming. Like, yeah. you know, you'd <laughs> someone would post like a live thing yeah. to their reel, and then everyone would be like, Yo, you can't have guns around children, you <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy yeah, person. You fucking crazy. Yeah. But to us, it was just kind of like, ha this is funny. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Tio thinks he's a cowboy. Uh-huh. Badass. <laughs> yeah, those are guns. Guns are cool. Guns are cool, you know? And it's one of those things now, like, I think about that like, all right, it is time to leave. Uh-huh. We are packing up and we are getting in the car and... We'll talk about this later as a family and yeah. just drive away, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. well, back in the day, it was just like, yeah, this is fun, you know? Mm-hmm. It just It's one of those things that, that – that's, that's my trauma. It's one of those things where it wasn't trauma in the moment. But looking back at it now, you're like, ah, that's very – that's very crazy. That's, yeah. That's that, – is that, is that unsafe? Well, it would be one of those things like if, a, if somebody with authority came by, they would be like – Hey, there's kids here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Someone's getting a ticket or something. I don't know what they Yeah, did. yeah. I would assume like a police officer comes by and goes, Yo, you're going to jail now, friend. <laughs> like you would I I don't know how the law works. I don't either. Honestly, I have no it's, idea. It's private property. I don't know how Yeah. Can you wear guns in your house? I do all the time. <laughs> I wake my children. Oh, up. is that what that is under your shirt? <laughs> yeah, these are guns. You know, yeah, dude. You're... I thought those were just your biceps. Oh, I know. I do have. Uh, I do keep my guns strapped to my <laughs> arms, 
so they do look like my biceps. <laughs> Did you just struggle for a moment trying to think of any like hip muscles, and instead you just went with the go-to bicep? Hip flexor? <laughs> Where's your ACL? It's your knee. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm athletic. Yeah, we know. We know terms. We know <laughs> things. I know from uh, an episode of Gilligan's Island uh, that like your back muscles, the two big ones, are called latissimus dorsi. Oh, because this like uh, uh, like really hunky surfer showed up, and the girls were like showing off for him, and he was like, he's like, oh, that's a. He was talking to Ginger, and he's like, oh, that's a nice latissimus dorsi, <laughs> and that's all. That's, there we that's go. All I, know. <laughs> I used it on a test once, and I got it right. <laughs> Gilligan's Island, baby. And the rest. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So anyway. So anyway. Tio's walking around with guns. That's that's your trauma. Is the, is thinking back on that? Like yeah. Okay. Where so, it was so, it felt just like everyday sort of just fun sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the, the hindsight is twenty twenty sort of thing. Of yeah. It, where you look back and you go like, oh, someone was as you said cosplaying in real life or bad cosplaying, you know, or just yeah. like they are so into. <laughs> fucking tombstone <laughs> that it's just on and we're just all watching it what what happens if one of us you know s- starts spinning a, a little tin can or something what's gonna happen is oh, he gonna yeah. be like watch this and then just starts spinning them too like yeah what is gonna happen yeah uh th- that's a that's a pretty scary scenario dude <laughs> so it really is it's one of those things where it was just this movie influenced just family gatherings forever and you know as we got older and people start realizing that hey maybe i need to cut back a little bit on the drinking mm-hmm. the guns don't come out as much tombstone goes back into the vhs container and goes back on the shelf and then also we all became teenagers and stopped really you know <laughs> caring about hanging out with our family because teenagers are the worst yeah and yeah, we just exactly. wanted to hang out in our cousin's bedrooms and just like listen to the new Limp biscuit album yeah which is a whole different level of trauma. <laughs> Fred Durst is responsible for way more traumatic events in people's lives than Tombstone a- ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. But for this episode, I wanted to talk about that, game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for your bravery in sharing that. And it's it's crazy. It's funny. Like, I was th- I was really curious about like how you were going to extrapolate trauma from this. Not not shitting on you, man, but like no. you know, it's like well, like how how does trauma come from this movie? And you know, it, that's but that's legit. <laughs> that is like really legit. You know, like it's that's oh. traumatic. Oh shit, Andy! I thought you were just gonna talk about some bullshit again. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, man. Willy Wonka was hardly traumatic. Okay, I'm sorry. I got Moonwalker right here for you. Oh, you better watch it. You better watch it. Ow! <laughs> J- Jumbo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're, yeah, you're you're totally right. Well, I, I don't have any <laughs> yeah, traumatic... Gabe, what, Gabe, Gabe, do you remember the first time you saw this? Who let you watch that being Tombstone? Uh yeah 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 the, this was this was definitely a movie that I watched with mom and dad yeah. and my sister and I was probably like ten yeah and totally fine my dad love i mean it's been established like both our dads love westerns yeah and my dad just absolutely loved loved westerns and yeah when this one came out i I swear 
we all watched it for the first time together. Absolutely. And it was just, yeah, it was incredible. It was just so awesome. And I immediately gravitated towards Doc Holliday. It was like, that guy's the coolest guy on the face of the planet. And he's like dying the whole time and he's still amazing. He's still just a badass. Yeah. He's so great. And, uh, yeah, like it's, it's awesome. But it's funny you say that with, with your, your Tio, uh, coming out with, (laughs) with, with six guns. Um, so I I don't know I don't know why this is the case, but all of my Bakersfield and Fresno relatives, like my dad's brothers yeah. and my cousins and everyone that was up there, whenever we got together for a wedding or a funeral, half of them would be dressed as like full on cowboys. Now I yeah. know I know that's the ranchero like. That's their thing, like you know. Listen, they're farmers, yeah. And, and that's a, that's you know that's a that's cultural. I think that's that's the whole thing. But they would they'd be dressed like to the nines, and I don't believe anyone ever wore guns, <laughs> uh, but they absolutely had boot knives. Okay, yeah. I, re- I remember that as a thing where like you can't tell it, but like at some point over the course of the night, people are drinking, people are celebrating, having a good time, and. Badass boot knives would come out, yeah. and they would be like whipping them at shit, like at the wedding. Like it was the craziest thing. You'd see like dudes in their forties, fifties, sixties with these crazy knives, and you're like, "Where was that? Oh, yeah. it was in his boot." Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, I remember distinctly a wedding in Bakersfield. A bunch of the like old guard. They all had like their knives. They had like beers in one hand, yeah, and, like knives in the other hand. They're out back behind this church, and they had like set up like." boxes and things and they're throwing <laughs> knives at them at a wedding that, it's it sounds just like a it sounds like a a, a mantra day if we're gonna break it does <laughs> yeah for a man our celebration of of manliness <laughs> that we do once a year yeah i mean it, it's you're you're speaking my language you know it just yeah you have a couple beers throw some knives around yeah throw them <laughs> knives yeah that's what it was so i never had someone kind of walk out with the six guns on <laughs> Uh, I mean, we will talk about my grandfather on the next episode, and he did some pretty cool stuff, uh, but I, not Mexican. <laughs> I, I do not mean to. I'm not trying to put anybody on blast either. You're like, oh, I, right? It's one of those right. things where these these people are the people that like took care of us and everything like that, you know, and they, they loved us and everything like that. And deep down, that's why I want to assume that nothing was ever loaded, and right. even yeah. in, even in the back morsel, so you're just trying to look cool, yeah, with uh, with guns on. And trust me. He looked badass. Sure, I was gonna say mission accomplished. Yeah. I bet he looked awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I, it's funny to say, but I also agree with you. Like it was a different time. Yeah, it, and it's and a shitty thing to say, but I mean, it's, agreed. Yeah, it's like almost like trying to pass the buck, but it really was, man. Like just media was different. Just everything was yeah legit different. Everything was totally different, and it it's almost like. Okay, so no no one was like, you know, nobody was an angry drunk that was like beating up on anybody or anything. So it's like, okay, yeah, people got a little rowdy and he showed up with guns on. They probably weren't loaded and it was, you know, one or two uncles that were this way. And, you know, that's cool. Like, mine getting sauced and celebrating by throwing knives yeah. around, which were not throwing knives. They were boot knives and they would bounce <laughs> off of shit yeah. all the time. They weren't good. And the guys were drunk while they were doing it. And they're it. probably... Yeah, if they're in their <laughs> their outfits, and everything they're probably a little decorative too. So they're just getting fucked up. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this decorative sort of knife is just getting all fucking <laughs> constantly, <laughs> scraped, constantly just destroyed. Scuffed. Yeah, 
just destroyed. That's what. It was. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild. So, but but yeah, no no real stories around the movie. But I can say, oh, at least uh, I I experienced a tiny bit of what you you, you did. see me, you hear me. I do. There I we do. are. <laughs> You've seen and heard. You are. I am vindicated now. Good. There you go. Well, no. Uh, so don't want to glaze over it. That is certainly <laughs> traumatic. That's a pretty wild thing. Uh, but it also sets the tone for this movie. It really does. Because <laughs> this movie, if, if there's one movie you're going to put guns on to, it's Tombstone. Oh, yeah. I, I, next time they're doing like a flashback theater sort of thing or they're doing it at a drive-in, we're going <laughs> knife boots. Boot knives and guns blazing. Yes, we will. We will. We'll just show up. Hey, everybody, uh, we have guns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously. Yeah. 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 The person taking the tickets will be like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Just, like show their various guns. It's fucking Tombstone. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's Tombstone. Go, go hang out. Go hang out. Go have a good time. Yeah. Pull your guns and spin them around. <laughs> All right, Andy, uh, you shared the story. We rewatched this we film. We rewatched the shit out of this movie, dude. This movie is is absolutely. <laughs> this movie is bonkers bananas, dude. <laughs> this movie is great too because, <laughs> like any good movie, this one does it right. Where it starts with a damn history lesson. Yes, it starts with just yes. <laughs> a history reel of like you don't know who Wyatt Earp is. And we're going to spend a little bit of time going like, he did some shit. Yeah. He's badass. Yes. There's some cowboys. They suck butt. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for this fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. You're about to have your ass handed to you in this opening scene. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's funny you say that because that that was the first note that I had too is I was like, oh, the history lesson. And it's like, to put it in context, this is the early 90s. This is like... Westerns have always been a thing, so I don't yes. want to. I don't want to give Tombstone too much credit, but I do want to say, like in this era, that you know, westerns were having this like resurgence. Yeah, and this movie was a big deal, and I think it was wise of the filmmakers to assume, like, not a lot of people really know about Wyatt Earp and yeah. why we should give a shit about him and why he's so awesome because it's implied that he did a bunch of cool shit in Dodge City, exactly. But it was like, well, what did he really do? You yeah, know, is he someone that we should you know be kind of afraid of because this guy's about to beat his chest like a motherfucker <laughs> like you know is it backed up and it's like yeah it's backed up it's like essentially this news reel saying like Wyatt Earp was the most badass person yeah. to ever live it's one of those things like if this movie was made today mm-hmm. you would have you would have the fucking the origin Wyatt Earp movie and then you would have him in Dodge City and yeah, then yeah, you would. the third movie is going to be this one you know yes, and it's just yeah. like you'd be like that's what the movie would be now instead of just like Hey, we want to we want to make a movie about. Let's be honest. They wanted to make a movie about the OK Corral fight scene. Yes, it's not that incredible. It like historically speaking, I've been on the damn tour. It's not that big of a scene, you know. It's one of those things where a couple guys got shot, and yeah, that that's that's it. It's like a five minute fight, if that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like over and it's done with. How are you going to turn that into a two hour movie? I don't know. Let's just make Kurt Russell the baddest motherfucker that's ever walked the planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We'll just do that. Kurt Russell, and then when you get tired of him, we'll throw in a, a tuberculosis-ridden <laughs> Maverick, right? That's a- <laughs> yeah, Maverick, yeah. <laughs> this this movie had to... This movie got Val Kilmer Batman, right? Like, this, this is what did it, right? Someone yeah. saw this and went... Joe Schumacher saw this and went... 
that's Batman, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the timeline. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I think that's what three, four years later, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't we matter. Have, we literally have the computer right here with IMDb. I'm not up, looking. And it I'm up. not looking it up. Refuse to. All this right. this is truth. Tell uh, me your tell me your notes. Uh, so we already talked a little bit about the wedding and everything. So um, I'll, I'll leave some of that for you if you have anything there about the wedding. All I was gonna say was, how badass is it? They mur- they murder everybody, including the bride. Yeah, <laughs> and then they all just sit down to eat the wedding the w- dinner. Like, <laughs> and Curly even makes the joke. Oh, they must have known we were coming. <laughs> it's so cold blooded, but th- awesome. And it's just it sets up those bad guys. Like I said, like to my uncles, like fuck these guys. These yeah. guys suck. Yeah. I hope they all eat it hard. Yeah, you don't kill somebody on their wedding day. Nope, you don't. That's I mean, if you want to be, you want to establish it as a bad guy. You want to go to hell. Yep, that's what you do. And then one of them quotes Bible verses, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, they're real bad guys. They're real bad guys. They're quoting Revelations. Yeah, that's the bad book in the Bible. <laughs> that's the metal. Yeah, that's the metal chapter. Yeah, if you, if Dio, dude, if you know Revelations, you're either very devout or very wicked. <laughs> yeah, or very rock and roll, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was I, I mean, that's <laughs> um, go to hell, you too, and it fucking kills him. Yeah. This movie is full of nonstop one-liners yes. that challenge any. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, absolutely. You never hear about it. You never hear about the lines in this movie. You know, you know, Arnold knock knock and just blow someone away. No, you need these fucking lines in this movie, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, S- skin I, that smoke wagon. By the way, that is one hundred percent some little behind the curtain sort of thing. Sometimes I really struggle with the names of the the episodes. You guys, I I sit there and I text Gabe. Gabe, what are we gonna call this episode? I don't know. Um, sometimes they just fall right out of Kurt Russell's mouth and it's called skin that smoke wagon. And I go, that's the name of the damn episode. That's it. That is the name. Like, where is that line in there, dude? Jerk that pistol and go to work. Yeah. (laughs) Throw down boy. (laughs) Throw down boy. You're just going to stand there and bleed. You're going to stand there and just bleed. Like, fuck man it's like excuse the language you guys but you know this podcast now having this podcast is me and Gabe just going like fuck that's badass <laughs> yeah and you know what that's badass yeah it's uh, i mean it's it's justified <laughs> this movie is badass it's the greatest one-liners on the face of the yeah, planet yeah it's amazing you tell him you tell him i'm coming Tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Now that's a, that that line we have to put a pin in put a because pin. I okay. have a major problem oh. with that part. Oh shit! That line is the greatest line ever yeah. written, but we'll discuss. <laughs> okay, we'll All go right. we'll go back to it then. Yeah, chronological. Uh, okay, so you, back to your notes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in here, huh? And I bet everybody thinks about this. Is that really Kurt Russell's mustache? And you look at it, you go like, there's no way. That's really Kurt Russell. No, no. The guy from Overboard? <laughs> Snake Plissken? He Bird on a Wire? <laughs> <laughs> that movie he was in when he was a little kid? Uh, uh, the computer? computer? There we go. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's and, called like The Computer Wore Sneakers or something. Oh, shit. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. We were, we were a very big Disney family. Yeah, good yeah. job, my man. Yeah. 
But you go, no, that can, that's got to be a prosthetic. That has to be. And then you do a little bit of researching. And you not only find out that Kurt Russell, that's really his mustache, so <laughs> uh, uh, bravo, sir. <laughs> but then you find out that all of these motherfuckers all had to grow mustaches for this movie, dude. And you're just like, I couldn't have been in this movie. <laughs> I would have got the role and then be like, all right, Andy, grow a mustache. And it'd be like, how much time do I have? Three weeks. Um, well, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> yeah. appreciate everything. you. Uh, my facial hair is very bad right now. <laughs> and I haven't shaved in like two months. I think this is, and it is awful. I might be at a doc doc sort of level. Cause his is so like thin and wispy, but even his is badass. I don't his, know what's going on with my mustache. His is just trimmed. All you have to do is like trim yours. No. That's it. You just have to manicure the, the ends a little bit. You're fine. We'll, we'll post good. this on our social medias. Yeah, and you all can rate Gabe, it. Gabe woke up with just a fantastic beard. He <laughs> shaved last night. And I'm sitting here like a eighth grade boy. I, I was clean shaven like 10 days ago. Fuck my life. <laughs> it's as much of a blessing as it is a yeah, curse. Yeah, that's what I hear. If I want to be clean shaven, I got to shave twice a day. <laughs> that's so what I I'm, hear. I'm Teen Wolf, all right? <laughs> then dunk this basketball. Um, <laughs> so they, they arrived to town, man. And let's talk for a second about, <laughs> about White Herbs. White Herbs old lady, man. <laughs> what the? What in the absolute... Hell is Wyatt Earp's old lady. This dude is the baddest dude on the planet, and he hooks up with this woman that's just jonesing for some lodlum nonstop. <laughs> she goes there, and she's just, like, itching and freaking out, like, I need some lodlum, dude. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. Here's some opium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a new bottle of opium? <laughs> yeah. I, I have... I, the, the going back and rem- trying to remember watching this movie as a kid... There's a few things that like stuck out before the 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 memories of the rewatch tainted them, and I, I jotted those down. And one was, I remember Wyatt Earp's wife totally sucks. Yeah, like she just sucks. She's just so boring and sad all the time, and she just sucks. And the, and then the other thing was, uh, you know, Doc Holliday is the the greatest thing on the face of the planet. But then I was like, doesn't doesn't uh, his brother? With the giant mustache, not remembering Sam Elliott's yeah. name as a kid, doesn't he get like a robotic arm at some <laughs> point? <laughs> doesn't happen. Loses his arm, but does not get a... I mean, it's implied he gets a robotic arm. Yeah, that's the sequel to this. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. But those <laughs> were my like three things that I was like, I'm pretty sure as a kid, like going back and I'm like, I think, did I ever think that? I think, uh, yeah. But yeah, his wife, absolute drug addict. Drug like, addict. Fiending, and you're like... They even kind of speak to that when they're all together, yeah. and that's why Kurt Russell, uh, why Wyatt Earp is so weird when they're all posed by the train, and he's like, no one talk, let's just look at each other's reflection in this mirror in a super weird, pictures existed, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, we're not going to do that, we're going to just stare and look, nobody talk, because my wife is a wino, <laughs> and I'm you know super what? depressed. I wish she was a wino. Uh, yeah, true. She's way worse. <laughs> she is way worse. Yeah. She's just drinking opium. <laughs> Literally drinking bottles of opium, multiple <laughs> bottles, because he's like, "Is that a new bottle that you got?" I just get headaches. <clears throat> yeah, that was. I mean, it's the best. And these other bitches are just enablers. She's just like, "Oh, I've got a, bo- I got I've got a, a bottle, bottle here. of that here. You can just take mine." Oh, thank goodness, because I get headaches occasionally. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you shitting your pants and scratching your neck a whole bunch too? Oh, that happens too. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's get the crossover going. Give her some PCP. Let's find out what really happens <laughs> if she pours PCP down her throat. I want to see that. I want to see her drinking a baby jar of PCP. <laughs> <laughs> baby food jar. <laughs> yeah, she sucks. She sucks. That's my note in here like four times. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyway, go ahead. You know what else sucks in this movie that my wife pointed out? And hmm. it was one of those things where it was like glass shattered as soon as she mentioned it. This movie is set in the Old West, and this movie is all about the props. But the props in this movie suck. They're out of Knott's Berry Farm. Like, it's one of those things, like, I'm pretty sure half of this movie is just filled in the middle of Knott's Berry Farm at the Calico, <laughs> the Calico mine area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because everything's just like, look at this old-timey wagon. You're just like, that looks wrong. And, like, look at this, um, you know, all our clothes. And it's just, everything's slightly off where you're looking at it like, that is not how that would actually look. It looks these are costumes. Yes. I am not taken away by movie magic. You are wearing a costume from Party City right now. <laughs> Granted, it's one of like the fifty dollar ones and not like the twenty dollar ones that I used oh, yeah. to buy. Yeah, it's the fifty dollar ones. Yeah. They splurged. <laughs> but like they're they're plastic boots that are over tennis shoes. I can see the <laughs> tennis shoes right there. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic boots over the tennis shoes. Like, yeah. It's just one of those things, and it's just a, that 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 water barrel. Like you got that at like I don't know Target in their like fall section. You know, thankfully it all kind of lined up. We're like, we need to stock up on some of this for the movie. And oh, thank goodness! It's just it's just there. It's like, in the, it's on the it's shelves. Just, it's just nothing's weathered right. It just everything is. Is a prop that's just not right, and yeah, it, it, it's funny that you say that because I, I made the note that like um, that Kurt Russell's outfit was so tailored and and worked. It just looked like this, like when uh, when Dana Delaney comes off the coach and she goes like, "Ooh, who's that tall drink of water?" Yeah. And you see his silhouette, and it's he, it's just like a fat like. A, a fashion model from like the seventies wearing like bell bottoms. And you're just like, wait, is that a cowboy? Like what is it's Kurt Russell and he looks incredible. He's like the most handsome man on the face of the planet looking badass. But yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, kudos to your wife. I didn't, I didn't pick up on all that other stuff, but now that you say that, it's like, yeah, it was nothing really fit. Yeah. The guns looked cool. Oh, the guns look badass. Yeah. Especially the, the fancy one that he keeps at his box called. uh, Oh yeah. Peacemaker? Yeah, Peacemaker. <laughs> Fucking badass, dude. Yeah. Billy Zane? Billy Zane playing the greatest actor of the 1800s? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I know there is these these touring sort of actors that would go around. I, I'm surprised that Tombstone was on the list of towns that they, they had to make sure that they got on the West the West Coast dates. They said because of Silver, it was the boomtown of all boomtowns. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. They got to get there. And man, there is nothing Cowboys love more than some fucking Shakespeare, dude. They are ready to get down on it, man. They That's are. the note that I had. <laughs> <laughs> that goes together like Cowboys and Shakespeare. Nothing goes together like Cowboys and Shakespeare. Just quoting 
the the St. Crispin's Day or whatever the shit yeah, is. I am going to <laughs> recite recite the soliloquy of St. Crispin's Day. And everyone's just like, a hush falls over the rowdy guys. Dude, is he going to do this right now? Is, like, can, can he pull off the St. Crispin's there, Day There is thing? no way. There is no, no way. way. There's no way. That There's like 10 lines in that. Dude, it's incredible. You know what? If he... If he sucks, we'll shoot him. Yeah, if he's not, if he if he doesn't pull off St. Crispin's Day, St. Crispin's Day, dude, shot, and then I'm, he lands it, and everyone goes ape shit. Yeah, they go bananas, <laughs> shooting their guns in the air. I laughed out loud so hard. <laughs> I was like, there, there's a second floor to that building, and they're <laughs> killing everyone who's up there, and they're prostitutes. And and Wyatt Earp, Wyatt Earp, is so far removed where he's just like, I am no longer a lawman. I am just a guy that's going to make some money here. Mm -hmm. That he's sitting up there just like, I don't even give a shit that they're shooting right now. I'm on a date with my wife. She's uh, she's opiumed up. Yeah. Like, this is great. Go ahead and shoot each other. Yeah, I'm going to get some clumsy alley sex when this is all done. (laughs) It's going to be great. Yeah, shoot all you guys want. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Jason Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley. Yeah, okay. Him being the weirdest... The yeah. weirdest choice ever for anything ever. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what his point is. Was he? he did he win a contest? Was he like <laughs> be, be in the movie and they had the right? In Jason oh, he won a, You're saying he won a contest to be in the movie? Yeah. I, I, oh no! I not the character. The that character won a contest to be able to hang out with the cowboy. That would make sense too. That's how crazy his his role is. It, just, it is. It is. He's just there, like. I think he's lovely. Like, what the fuck is he saying? I know. The whole time I'm just like, is Jason Priestley like an accountant from another movie and they just brought him into this one? Is he the Cowboys accountant? I I assume he he has to be doing something for Curly Bill and it's got to be like accountant (laughs) related. It's got to be money related because... Does he get him the bullets or something? Yeah, he's his bullet supply man. It's got to be something legit because uh, they just make fun of him all the time, but they would have shot him. Yeah. And they, they shot everyone else. He's way less annoying, <laughs> yeah. way less effeminate. They kept him around. He's clearly gay for Billy. I mean, and let's be honest, who isn't? Who Billy is Zane's, it? Billy Zane's a specimen. <laughs> but he's clearly got a thing for Billy Zane. Yeah. And like his his like response to the St. Crispin's Day thing of like, Oh, it's marvelous. Yeah. Like, makes Curly and all the other cowboys be like, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. And then followed by, unbeknownst to them, Dana Delaney in a mask being the devil. <laughs> yeah. Doing the whole Faust thing. What the fuck was up with the old timey days? Faust is in like every movie. Everything. Every movie that goes like, oh, old timey stuff. Oh, they're showing this thing. It's Faust and he's doing the thing. What? Why? That was the most. It's the most boring, dumb pantomime shit I've ever seen in my life. Cowboys <laughs> wouldn't have given a shit about that at all. It was so stupid. It's like, yes, Shakespeare and cowboys go hand in hand. Yeah, but like Faust, pantomime Faust with cowboys, maybe, way too cerebral. Maybe Faust was like the. See, this is what I don't know about contemporary music. Maybe Faust was like the Imagine Dragons of <laughs> the Old West, where it just spoke to the masses. It, uh, just, yeah. it was radioactive, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it just was like, hey, these are a bunch of idiots. Put Faust on. Yeah. Well, and 
I mean, speaking of Faust, Faust or no Faust, devil or no devil, Wyatt Earp wanted that devil's butt. And his wife is such a bummer, just not letting him get that butt. Yeah, what? I mean, yeah, that's the that's the real problem here. His wife is such a bummer. It's like, come on. All he wants to do is have sex with a woman in front of you. And you won't let her. I made that as a note. I was like, you know, uh, in front of his wife, he's in love with this woman. She's a drunk and a drug addict. But come on, man. Yeah. It just come, dude, put it away for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah. You- She's going to go pass out for three days, just like do it while she's asleep. <laughs> but no, he has to wait until every single time he's around her yeah. where he's just like, damn, <laughs> she is what I need. And then yeah. that's when his wife is there. Yeah. It's like she's opiumed up nine, nine, nine hours of the day, every day. Yeah. And just, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, she's asleep for 18, opiumed <laughs> up for the other nine, <laughs> coherent for four. Or four. How that's many hours in a day? Uh, yeah, 100. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Especially, especially back then. Yeah, especially back then. There were way more hours, cowboy hours. <laughs> Time moves slower. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jason Priestley. Yeah, Jason Priestley. Uh-oh. He won the Oscar for a reason. <laughs> uh, Curly Bill, and I wrote this note without having <laughs> remembered that I was going to talk about the, the story of my family getting all jacked up and <laughs> drunk and everything. When he's smoking the opium, mm-hmm. and he comes out of that opium den, just high as a kite, and just shooting the moon, and just his face. Powers Booth plays that so damn well. Yes. Because I have seen that same face <laughs> on many an uncle's face. <laughs> I, too, have seen that face on many a Mexican. I don't think I've ever made that. Uh, I think one time I tried to shoot the moon. <laughs> Yeah, you you may have. <laughs> that scene is so good. Um, yeah. That dude just going crazy, followed by killing the beloved sheriff, and everyone's just like, okay, well, come on, Curly. We got to bring you in now. And- <laughs> just sending that poor dude out there like, hey, you got to go out there and die right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Everyone knew he was going to die. <laughs> everyone knew he was going to die. But, you know, you deserve to die when... You're seeing a dude shoot people at random. He's shooting, like, at one point he shoots into a place and you hear a woman scream. Yeah. He's shooting people just walking around on the street. You have a gun. He didn't have to kill Curly Bill. Yeah. But he could have just, like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of it. And just, like, safely from the porch, just lined up your sights, shoot Curly Bill in the leg, get him to drop his guns, and then go take his guns away. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone gets shot in this movie like it's no big deal yeah, anyway. That, just shoot him in the leg. If you get shot, well, until Sam Elliott gets shot uh, in the arm, but any yeah. other time you get shot in the leg or anything, you're fine the next day. Yeah. You're you're walking it off. Sam Elliott was shot in the leg, yeah. and he's like totally fine. He's like, <laughs> uh, maybe 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, I got a cane. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> He got the cane beforehand too. Yeah, from uh, from Doc, where it's just like, I won't be needing this ever. I hope I don't get shot at the leg. <laughs> hey Doc, can I keep that? Yeah, hey Doc, I'm gonna hang on to it because something tells me I will get shot in the leg. <laughs> You're gonna die in your sleep in some hospital, and you know whatever. That's fine. You're gonna have this really cool coloring book <laughs> that Wyatt came up with for you. Oh yeah, well we'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, uh, I want to say quickly. Bill Paxton is my hero. Uh, Bill Paxton is, uh, he is great in every single thing that he touches. He has the greatest lines in in every single movie, you know, from Total, uh, not Total Recall, from. um, (laughs) Where he says Quaid, the reactor Quaid. (laughs) From Aliens. 
<laughs> to to um, True Lies. I almost did it again. Yeah. To True Lies. To this movie where he says the best line I've ever heard in my entire life where they're talking about suffering. And Bill Paxton says, yeah, I'm suffering from a hangover. And it's just like, <laughs> what? Why is Wyatt's, Wyatt's brother a frat bro? Like, what the hell? Like, he just played pool all the time, just chugging beer. Yeah. He's he's his character from Weird Science. He is. <laughs> he's, he's got, at one point, he has a, a hat that's a bra. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I just, Bill Paxton, you... You were a treasure. We miss you every day. Yeah. When we do a seance and get Gene on, I hope you can make an appearance, too. Yeah, I hope you'll be on, too. You were buddy. my hero, man. You had an ass like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> Titties make you stand up and beg for buttermilk. Oh, crack. <laughs> that dude, yeah, dude's so good. Dude was so good, man. <laughs> yeah, th- his character was clearly just like, oh, we can get Bill Paxton. <laughs> Sure, all right. We'll just like, yeah, we'll come up with shit on the spot yeah. for him to say. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wyatt had uh, like five brothers, uh-huh. and they were all there in the town. Yeah. And I just think they couldn't cast them all. Like, they just went like, they or they got just too many great people, and they're like, yeah. we can't overdo this. We are at the sweet spot right now. No more brothers. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna say three, and yeah. it's cool. And Sam Elliott is he more cowboy-like. Yeah. So he's going to have more lines. He's going to do more <laughs> shit. Yeah. But Bill, Bill, you're great. We loved you as the brother in Weird Science. <laughs> you can do something kind of like that, you know, just, you know, hey, we're all suffering out here. I'm suffering from a hangover. Did we get that on fucking tape? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put that in the movie. <laughs> that needs to be in the trailer. Yeah. You flag so- that? Would you flag that? <laughs> That was the take. Way to go, Bill. Way to Bill. Way to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, just everything that he talks about, I feel like was just caught on camera. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna talk about spiritualism. What do you think happens when you die? And it's just like somebody wrangle Bill Paxton, dude. Like, yeah, Bill Paxton, <laughs> the the human, not the character, not the character. Bill Paxton, the man, just read a book <laughs> that he got. He read a pamphlet from a Jehovah's Witness that yeah. dropped it off, <laughs> and he's straight up trying to convert Kurt Russell, and that's why you get Kurt Russell being like. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. And hell, because he was stammering. That line's stupid. Yeah, he says it twice because he's like, I don't know. Are you going to cut? <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, Bill Paxton's just like, hey, man, I want to give you this pamphlet. And Kurt Russell's just like, hey, man, you need to fuck off with hey, that. Uh, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in my trailer, man. This mustache won't brush itself. <laughs> man. So my notes take a hard dive right about now because that's really when this movie starts picking up and becomes badass. Yeah, for a good chunk Where for the rest just, of the movie, and I was just enthralled just watching. Riveted, yeah. yeah just, um, I wrote on here. I don't even have a single note about the uh, fight, the gunfight at the OK Corral. Not a single note here, but I do have a murder montage. Is a hell of a way to spend the last third of this movie. <laughs> That's all it is. It is a murder montage for a good forty minutes. Yeah, it just uh, it becomes this thing. We'll we'll get to the lead up to this. I just wanted to mention that the last part of this movie is just them going like, "We need to wrap this up." Oh shit, the Erp Vendetta ride. We need to fit this in here. Yeah, film it all. We'll we'll put it together in post, and it's just them killing everybody with once again. Just badass shots of them walking and shooting. Yes. And, and, and just <laughs> pointing still, guns at the camera. Them throwing guns to each other and shooting and <laughs> spinning shit and yep. shooting. And yep. it's badass. It's it, so good. It is so good. The the 
that's where the the, the wardrobe is amazing <laughs> because they're just in these like black trench coats yeah. and they're just murdering everyone. I mean, yeah, at some point they're like, this movie's gone for two hours. We still have 87 cowboys that have to be killed. Yeah. We um, need to get moving. We need to kill them fast. Yeah, we got to do this shit. I will tell you, because I want to talk about that as well, I do have a note about the Battle of the OK Corral. Everyone was a terrible fucking shot. (laughs) There are five guys, and they all say the coolest shit, and they're taunting, and it's wild. At one point, even Doc Holliday, yeah, he he blasts off a whole, like, (laughs) six bullets in one dude, and that's great, and that's rad. But then with two guns full of bullets, he can't hit Sniveling Weasley five feet away from him when he's shooting like a hundred bullets <laughs> yeah. at him. He can't even, didn't get the guy in the leg, didn't get his arm, nothing. Nothing. And and they're, they all suck. At one point, uh, Wyatt Earp is like eight feet away from a guy pointing his gun like at his face and he misses him like eight times. You're just like, how are any of you <laughs> alive? The, this is the dude from Dodge City? Yeah, exactly. What is going on? <laughs> it's like, okay, listen, your gun it was in a trunk for a really long time maybe it needs to get recalibrated yeah. or something the like sights all sights are off yeah exactly <laughs> is that what it is like what's happening the, man the, the dry desert air is warped something you know it's just <laughs> yeah it's that dry air you know it is on metal yeah it just oh, warps it it's just yeah it, it, the bullets it pull into the left yeah metal physics exactly Heat. exactly okay yeah Come all on. those things yeah we get it we get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a scientist <laughs> Yeah. All right. So Wyatt, given the best line so ever good. ever made, you tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. It's amazing because at this point, you think Wyatt Earp and the Earps and his awful drug addict wife, everybody, everybody's going away. They called it a day. The Cowboys have won. Then. Wyatt shows up and gets the drop on literally two guys. Yeah. Kills one and r- reveals his whole posse. He's he's now got these like badass dudes. And then to the sniveling worm, he's like he's telling him, "You know what? Screw this whole plan and this whole charade that I did <laughs> of 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 you know, making you all think I was leaving." Rather than <laughs> keep the element of surprise, I am now going to shout the coolest shit ever. Uh, to allow you to go then tell everyone, the guys that outnumber us eight to one, yeah. <laughs> you're going to go back and tell them that me and three other dudes are hanging out to kill you all. <laughs> like, that's what it's going to be. It was awesome, but also you're just like, strategically, that's the stupidest yeah. thing you could have ever done, Wyatt Earp. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Probably Doc was like, that wasn't a good plan. Oh, that, that was a really good what doc. What the fuck was that? That, that was, was great. That wasn't a, a good, good plan. plan. Daisy. You're, you're a daisy if you do. <laughs> and why was just like, I got caught up in the moment. That line popped in my head. Yeah. It sounded badass. That was it too much? Just, it was. It was. <laughs> it was very cool, Wyatt. It was awesome. I don't have a lot of friends like you. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't do that for a friend. I got lots of friends. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't have any friends. <laughs> I only have tuberculosis and whiskey. 
That's cool being a cowboy. Gosh, man. man. You know what? Maybe I will trim up my mustache. You trim your mustache, and I'm going to strap some guns on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we're going to walk gonna, the town. We're going to pull through a, a, a McDonald's right now. <laughs> I'm just be like, tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Do you want this apple pie or not, sir? <laughs> Let us shoot it out of your hand. Yeah. Hold it up. I'll be a huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is an Arby's. Um <laughs> Doc on his deathbed, sitting there, and he's dying, and he's 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 passing away very slowly. And you're sitting down with one of your best friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely butt wild that you would want to tell your best friend on your deathbed. Well, I want to tell you about the time that I was gonna bang down my my cousin. I need you to hear this story before I pass away. Someone needs to know how I was in love with my cousin, and we were gonna bang down this one time. Why will you listen to this story? Oh shit! Um, I'll just pretend to play some cards while you uh, rattle off this fucking story to me, you weirdo. Yeah, and I'm just gonna shuffle. You just keep talking. Uh, I'm gonna just ignore that you said she was 15 <laughs> and your cousin. And all right, well that's fine. I, I love my, I love my 15 year old cousin. <laughs> she was like a box of chocolates. That's not this movie. What Don't happened? say that. What happened? Val Kilmore uh, was in. He was. Also Forrest Gump, but that was a separate film. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just—it was so weird. It's, it's a just, weird thing. It's—I mean, I you, totally it, forgot about that. I got was just—I just sat there, and went, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> this dude that's been a badass his entire movie, just swir- swinging guns, yeah. and shooting everybody in the head, and coming up with the best lines ever. Yeah, just hey, I wanted to bone down my cousin, my fifteen-year-old yeah. cousin. You know, I was so good at. Gambling and guns is because I was fueled by the lust for my 15-year-old cousin. That's all I ever wanted. Was it because he was so badass that you were like, hey, we're about to kill this beloved dude. What if we make something that's like really awkward for the audience? And they're like, I'm glad he died. Like, I think, well, so when we meet him, he he won the card game, but he also then robbed everybody in the saloon. When we first meet Doc yeah, Holliday. Yeah. So you go, oh, this guy's bad. He's not a good guy. Like, he's cool, but okay. he's a bad guy. So you're like, I, then I think for then an hour and a half, you're like, he's the coolest person that has ever lived on the face of the planet. So you're like, oh, this guy's amazing. And I think that was the director's way. They're like, okay, so at the end on his deathbed, he's going to remind everybody that he's a pedophile <laughs> who's way into incest. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he should die. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, it's okay. Yeah. Cough up that lung, dude. Yeah, go for it, you lunger. <laughs> you lunger. <laughs> they say that. They say so that much. so much. I know. Johnny Ringo. Every time, yeah, that was his like insult. Yeah, it's like you lunger. It's like he has tuberculosis. <laughs> like you're not insulting the guy, you know. It's, if that's supposed to be an insult, it's just know? it's it's in bad taste. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling people with COVID lungers. Yeah, you should. That's that's or bad people taste. with disabilities just like call it out. Like just, you know, someone's in a wheelchair. Ah, you you legger. Man, you know what? I had to watch that uh that video for HR where they did that. Where like oh was, yeah yeah where the guy was in a wheelchair and it was just like hey wheels and it was just yeah. like the fuck is this movie <laughs> what the shit same thing same th- the writer same, same of that writer. was ken jari <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now dude um do you have anything else i have i have one last line that i want to that i want to end with uh, unless you got any big hits no well the only, the other thing that that uh he said on his deathbed doc says on his deathbed is you know if you ever love me leave your wife and go run off with that theater harlot and <laughs> 
it's pretty great because he does, and you're like, oh, well, listen, your wife is a drug addict, but that's a shitty thing to do. You <laughs> like, you still like fooled around with this chick. You essentially had an affair while you're still very married, and you go like, that's a shitty thing. Like, that's not cool, Wyatt Earp. Like, you've done this whole thing being great. I know your wife wasn't like the most fun, but. You're kind of a piece of shit. And then the voiceover at the end where it's just like, and don't worry. Yes, he left his wife for this, yeah. this sweet piece of ass, but his wife died <laughs> from a drug overdose anyway, so fuck her. Yeah, just like, <laughs> they found her in an alley, and she was all jacked up on opium. Yeah, Remember? She had drank her fifth <laughs> bottle of the night of opium and finally died. And that's kind of what I want to talk about at the end. That last montage, that last little voiceover of just them wrapping everything up. Yeah. And just the guy like, oh, and and Wyatt Earp and the lady, they they went around and loved each other. And it was great. And Wyatt Earp was such a cool guy. Yeah. And then he died. And there was a guy at his funeral. His name was Tom Mix. And he wept. The end. And just like, why the fuck did they throw shade at this Tom Mix dude for fucking crying? <laughs> and it's not like one of those things where, like, you know, they're being like, hey, everybody cries. No, I think there was something personal in the voiceover where you're just like, Tom Mix, fuck you. You cried at his <laughs> wedding or you cried at his funeral. You are a little pussy. Fuck you. And I don't know why they threw that shade at that dude. That like, is pretty interesting. I mean, it's and, the uh, it's the 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 period on the movie. That is Tom true. Mix wept. Yeah. And, and it's just like. Fuck, what? Yeah, he cried at his friend's funeral. Why are you... <laughs> yeah, why are you putting the guy on blast? What the hell? I hope someone cries at my funeral. Yeah, what? yeah. You cold, heartless son of a bitch? Yeah, on one hand, I could see them saying that if Tom Mix is like known for being a stoic badass, yeah. which he probably was. He was a cowboy, he was, right? He was in a, like 281 cowboy movies I looked up. because oh, I, okay. I had to look it up. He was known as the king of the Western. Oh. He was the first cowboy star. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so then... So I think they're saying that, well, it could be yeah. one of two ways. One, they're saying, like, even this hard-ass guy died because, you know, the, the greatest, you know, or he cried because the greatest had died. Yeah. Or they're just like, and even though he did 281 movies, he was a real pussy. <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> The the first thing you said, that's that's from our point of view. Like, hey, yeah, even strong men cry. Yeah. That's 2021, our filter. 1993 filter? Oh, yeah. They're straight up making fun of this dude. They're that's going true. like... This guy sucks. He's yeah. a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Mix. Tom well, Mix. He took a dick out of his mouth to weep at the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. That is true. And it just, yeah. I, you never mentioned Tom Mix, but they just really need to get that dig in right there at the end. <laughs> if he was still alive today, you would have just been like, man, this is a good movie, man. Oh, what happened to them all? What? <laughs> What did I do? I didn't cry. I had shit in my eyes. There were there was a bunch of gnats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy he was with, my friend. He was my friend. The guy would stand up in the theater and draw his six guns and shoot at the, the screen. Yeah. Just everyone just starts booing Tom Mix. You suck, Tom Mix. <laughs> yeah. Why would you cry at your friend's funeral? Oh, do you, you love suck. him or something? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Mix wept. Yeah. The end. That is true. And that then they the used point. all the B footage of them filming <laughs> Wyatt and the boys walking around town. <laughs> Why yeah. is that building on fire? It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that note. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. They go, we're going to, they go, these guys are talking shit about you guys at the OK Corral. 
I can't stand for that, Wyatt. I can't stand for All right, well, let's go correct him because that's what you want to do. Oh, fuck. Is someone going to put that fire out? You see one dude with a bucket run up and throw, and he's like 20 feet away from it. You see the water fly and hit the dirt, and he's like, fuck this. He runs away. They're lawmen. They're protectors. Should they be protecting something? No, they're just out there like, we need to protect our our name. Yeah, that guy's out there talking shit. We got to go correct him. <laughs> we got to go do something. Forget that one of the 10 buildings in the town is burning to the ground right now. We're in the fucking desert, and it's all going to spread to everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Let's do something. <laughs> They're like, eh, it'll work itself out. It's fine. <laughs> we gotta go kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wanna go have a two-minute gunfight? <laughs> yeah, let's go have a two-minute gunfight where we shoot 100 <laughs> bullets. <laughs> anyway. At four guys. Yeah. Great movie. It's amazing. <laughs> that it's 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 so good. It is. It is. Gabe, that was the rewatch. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> I have children. You have children. Yes. We got to break it down. <laughs> your, your, your three lovelies. Are you going to let them watch that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to yeah. let them watch it. I will. I will. If for nothing else, I'm going to watch them just so they can learn about that notorious pussy Tom Mix. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know. They need to know. Don't be fooled by his, his 281 films. This kid... <laughs> cried at a funeral what a pansy uh, yeah no um i love this movie whether it's you know i mean it says that a lot of the stuff is actually historically accurate like some of the even some yeah. of the lines like uh, uh uh doc holiday saying like you know you're you're a daisy if you do like mm. apparently he did say that at the okay oh, corral okay. um which you know, neat you know I don't know who would have heard it because yeah. it was either him or the people he killed, but whatever. Um, and plus, there was a fire raging. And, uh, yeah, there was a giant fire at one end of town, and apparently everyone else was on opium. Yeah. So. <laughs> but no, I, I will absolutely let the kids watch this. Um, I'm going to wait till probably, I mean, 10 is the thing that I think we say the most. Yeah. Like, 10 just feels like, eh, you're a kid still, but you can handle some shit. Yeah. I think 10 works because, yeah, there actually is some, some surprising violence. Like the freaking in the montage, speaking of opium, when the one oh, cowboy yes! wants to smoke a pipe and instead it's Kurt Russell's gun and he just blows his head off. Just destroys his head. Yeah, that that's pretty gnarly. And, you know, and hats off to them for not showing that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Kurt Russell was in the thing, you know? So it could have just shown just a head exploded the spaghetti behind him. I love that logic where you just think, well, because Kurt Russell's in it, it's got to be horrific violence. Why not? I mean, he was in Bone Tomahawk. Did you ever see that cowboy movie? I never did. Holy shit. It'll make you sick. It's like, <laughs> it is so graphic. It is gnarly. I'm, I'm going to see Bone Tomahawk now. You, you need to see it. It's Kurt Russell being the most Kurt Russell cowboy you've ever seen. <laughs> but it's also like the most graphic movie. It's at one point... For you to say this, my oh, dude. dude, it's insane. It's a gnarly movie. At one point, uh, these Native Americans use a tomahawk that's made out of like the jaw of an animal to cut a, someone in half in oh. real time, and you see it. That's one of many scenes that are just like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's gnarly. <laughs> so there you go. Spoiler alert. That's my recommendation. Really. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm going to let the kids watch it. How about you, dude? Same exact thing. This movie's yeah. awesome. I'm going to drink some whiskey. I'm going to put on the guns. <laughs> We're going to put it in the DVD player or watch it on Peacock. Yeah. Peacock, be on the podcast, sponsor us. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, we're going to watch it. Same exact thing I wrote here. I think I have. Yes. Ten years old. In my go. notes. Ten. ten. Ten feels right. Yeah. You know, I was nine or ten when I saw this. So mm-hmm. it just feels right. Yeah. It's it's a good age to to see someone get their face ripped open by the spur of your boot, you know? <laughs> so the fact good. that you don't see that dude killed on screen is the only travesty of this movie. That's the real trauma. Yeah, you go the whole time. Well, also, I'm I'm mad that we didn't see... Uh, I mean, y- you see him get the, the just the shit kicked out of him, but uh, Billy Bob Thornton... Mm. Like, you see him at the beginning of the movie getting his ass handed to him, and then... Nothing else. Yeah. And as, after he like is told to leave his shotgun on the ground and just say thank you, sirs, and like <laughs> run away. You may go now. Yeah. You don't see him again. Oh, I forgot you were here. Yeah. Oh. Oh, young Billy or whatever his name is. Who gives I a think shit? It's just Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Billy Bob from uh from freaking um uh, Chon Chon movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He blood in, blood out. He makes his uh, return too. His triumphant Woo! return. Billy Everybody's in this movie. Everybody's in it. Anybody? Okay. Anyway, very nice. There you go. Yes. Any <laughs> other trivia? Anything you want to share? Uh, the only thing that I thought was really uh, awesome is uh, the director George Cosmatos. Co- I think it's Cosmatos. Cosmatos. Because okay. his son directed Mandy. Mandy, and, and yeah. uh, that was the one thing I was going to note oh. is that. <laughs> Uh, his first movie, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which if you've never seen that movie, that movie is <laughs> a drug trip and a half. Yes. And is, I don't know if it's a good movie. It's a fun movie, but I don't know if it's a good movie. Um, but that movie, apparently, the rumor is that that was all funded from DVD residuals of the movie Tombstone. Really? Like, that's that's the, the fun fact of Beyond the Black Rainbow is that that movie was funded all by <laughs> Tombstone residuals. That's incredible. <laughs> I, b- I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And go watch Beyond the Black Rainbow. You yeah. Know, if you've, you've probably have seen Mandy, go back and watch that first one because it is butt wild. It is insane. <laughs> it is. If you can microdose something um, at first and then watch it, that is the way to see that movie. You should macrodose <laughs> yeah. to see that movie. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a trip, dude. It is a trip. It, it, it is really amazing. Is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It. Yeah. Um,. Recommendations. Recommendations. Want me to go first? Sure. All right. Um, I am going to be recommending um, an album that is very funny because we were talking about this in our chat the other day. Uh, it's by a New York hardcore band called Turnstile. Um, it's their their latest album. It came out this year. The album is called Glow On. Um, this band is awesome, and they are getting they are getting a lot of press and a lot of reviews and everything right now. And it's it's very funny because a lot of places that don't write about hardcore write about this band Turnstile, and I, it's one of those things where they they're on people's maps and everything. You know, it, it's going to make a lot of people's album of the year list and everything like that. And what this album does really well is it combines classic hardcore sort of stuff with a lot of fun indie, and I even want to say like eighty sort of sounds and stuff. Where all of a sudden it sounds like a I don't know a Duran Duran song, and then it's just hardcore riffage and the the riffs on this album are just just filthy they're just <laughs> filthy groovy hardcore riffs if, if to, to hear anything that sticks out go listen to like the song holiday or the song underwater boy spelled b-o-i 
These songs just have weird 80s sort of elements, sad boy 80s stuff in it. And then just these riffs that you just want to throw your arms in a pit to and just get down. Pick up that change, boy, and just <laughs> get it, man. Like, they just... The, they're tone daddies, too. The tones on these guitars are just <laughs> tone central, dude. Like tone it, daddies. Get the hell out of here. Dude, it rips. Start <laughs> to finish. Go check it out. They don't need my help because everyone's talking about them. Turnstile. The album's glow on. Check it out. Gabe, what do you have for me? Uh, I have an album, and it's uh, it's very similar to what you described, and it's also very appropriate for uh, us talking for an hour and a half about a badass cowboy movie. <laughs> Uh, it is the 2021 EP Blame Game by the group Beach Bunny. Yeah! <laughs> I love Beach Bunny so much. Andy got me into them in the pandemic. He told me, or actually, no, dude, like you released, or released, you like posted a thing on Facebook. Yeah. Which I never go on, but I went on for something and you had just posted like your favorite albums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had posted like Beach Bunny's whatever 2019 album or something like that. And you're like, this album's really fun. And I was like, huh. And I listened to it and I was like, this is so my wheelhouse. It's yeah. like teenage girl, angsty, fun, poppy, little bit of rock. Like I just love it so much. It's like <laughs> it's the soundtrack to you know like a female super bad you know mm-hmm. like that's what Ooh. it is it's so good and blame game is their new ep and it's it's got like four or five songs on it go on spotify go on whatever and listen to beach bunny beach yeah. bunny is so fun and they're just oh gosh it's it's interesting because you can enjoy them at surface level just like fun pop that you can just you know kind of put on in the background and it's fun with catchy little choruses and that's cool but but blame game and and uh, honeymoon I think was the album like yeah, the came out before yeah and like there are so many songs with that are just like they'll kind of break your heart you know like you read it like blame game especially like you know it's about consent and and blaming the victim uh, when when there's a sexual assault and it's like oh you know it it really it breaks your heart but it's also like it's important stuff that you need to hear. And as a dude, you need to hear it from uh, a female's perspective. And it's like, I never thought in a million years that I would be like listening to this number one, but also like loving it and paying attention to the lyrics so closely and being like, holy shit, like I need to make sure I'm like making the world a better place for my daughter. You know, yeah, like, dude. it's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too philosophical, but it's like beach Bunny's very, very good. I love them. They're a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, you can go and dig deeper into the lyrics if you want. But if not, you can just enjoy the melodies and have something fun and cool. Like we listen to half the songs in the car when I'm like driving with the kids. You yeah. know, it's like, it's totally fine. It's it's great. So there you go. And thank you, Andy. So, Man, if that that was tough for me because I just want the whole time to be like, I want you to say your piece, but I just want to jump in like, hell yeah, dude. I love Peach Buddy. <laughs> yeah, he was all excited. He was really <laughs> smiling. I was just smiling. I love them. Yeah. The, the lead singer, Lily, is fantastic. And oh, they, they just rip. They're, they're awesome. They're so good. They they played, the, or they have like a couple of live things that you can watch on YouTube. And I will never forget this. Uh, the, the, in one of their live things, it was like Apple Music Live yeah. Studio or something like that. And they're all dressed totally differently. She's in like a tank top and like, you know, uh, like jogging shorts. Yeah. Like the bass players in like a sweater. 
and then and then like the guitar player is in like a like a, a like a jacket with fringe and yeah. shit. And the like the pinned comment on the video is like, "What the fuck is the weather in that room?" <laughs> I have no idea what season this is, and it's driving me nuts. And it's like that is so funny. It's so great because oh, yeah, they're all like some of them are dressed for summer and summer Dude, winter yeah. all in one room. It's pretty great. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah, oh, uh, just awesome. a silly thing. But anyway, Beach Bunny, you gotta you Go gotta check them out. I, I I second that. That is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right, my man. We did it, dude. We did it, dude. We did it. That was okay. fun. That was that was a great time. Um. We have nothing else. There's nothing else to discuss. There's nothing else to discuss, yeah. So we're going to call it a night. Let's uh, let's get out of here. All I'm right. going to bring it down, you guys. Here we go. As always, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Download all our episodes. If you're listening to us on Apple Music, please leave us a review. But follow us anywhere that you podcast. Follow us on all the uh, social medias out there. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Who Let You Pod. And send us a, an email Tell us maybe some su- suggestions on what you want to hear. If you have a an episode or something, just something that you want to do, keep the conversation going. Who let you pod at gmail.com. And as always, you guys, this is Andy Diaz and Gabe Martinez. <laughs> this is Andy Diaz and Gabe Martinez reminded you to never watch anything in front of your children unless it's a movie about the dream of striking it rich out west and living out your golden years in beautiful tombstone arizona thank you guys get the juices get them you've just heard a doomsday initiative podcast consult a physician